Hello everyone and welcome to Minute 60 of Season 5 Move Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob and joining me today is Lil Eddie O'Hare. Welcome back to the show, Eddie, who is from the Super Live Adventure podcast. See, I got the wrong part wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I got the right part right and the wrong part wrong. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm here. I'm happy. Let's talk some Die Hard too. Let's die harder, or not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, minute sixty. Wow, we've we've hit the the hour mark. So the question is, you know, what what uh, what we're almost at the halfway mark of this movie. We have just another yeah. next next week. We will actually hit the 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 midway point. Because the, this whole movie is is only uh, two hours and four minutes, so that's what we're gonna get. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at, we're at the heart of the matter. <laughs> <laughs> that we are. That we are. So minute sixty begins with John picking up a burnt doll and ends with John showing that he's really distraught. So yesterday we we ended things by seeing all the uh, various parts of debris of the uh, of the plane. Uh, we see the rescue workers. We see John standing in the middle of all of this debris, walking through, and he looks at the ground and sees a doll that is half burnt. And then he reaches down and picks up the doll. Now, one of the things that Rennie Harlan mentions in the uh, in the commentary is the fact that. In the original movie, we actually saw a little girl on the plane. In the original cut, we saw a little girl on the plane with this doll. And they, you know, there was a big debate between Rennie Harland and the Fox executives as to what they can show and what they should show. The Fox executives didn't even want there to be any people on the plane. They wanted the plane to be, you know, like a cargo plane or something like that, that that gets destroyed. And Rennie said that in order to be impactful enough, it, we need to have it be a passenger plane. And one of his concessions was he cut out the the shot of the little girl who is holding this doll. So, you know, th- it still gives us enough of the impression that, okay, there was uh, a child on this plane that was, you know, holding this doll. But at least we don't know who that child was. I think that would have. I, I think it was the right decision to cut it out. Yeah, yeah, because it's funny because there's a similar moment that's almost the the reverse that that this reminds me of in um, the movie Star Trek Generations. Mm-hmm. Um, as the Enterprise is getting ready to separate the saucer and they have to evacuate, and they're moving everyone kids. off of right. the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're moving t- they're they're moving kids and. Uh, Jordy picks up a girl and she ends up dropping her teddy bear. Yes. Um, and just that one lone shot of the teddy bear, uh, you know, and I think I was seven years old when I saw that. Um, and which I was probably about the same age when I, when I saw this movie and it, and it's sort of a, a reverse of, you know, that, that child obviously didn't, but it gives you that sort of, um, real childhood stakes. And you see like really what's at stake here. And, and it, it, um, adds a whole other dimension to the tragedy, which you know is again is already tragic here. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's to show that 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 
this this is a a big disaster and that John did what he could, but it it unfortunately I guess you could say wasn't enough to 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 try to you know stop Stuart from what he's from what he's wants to do. You know, Stuart Stuart is still the yeah. one in control and is is able to to do whatever he wants basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McLean is not superhuman. Nope. You know? No, and, and and I mean, obviously, we know that's part of the appeal of McLean, the fact that he isn't superhuman. Yeah, you know, he he is much more relatable to 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 the viewer for that very reason. So you know that mm-hmm. you know that that's why Bruce Willis, at least at the time, was not being compared to uh you know Schwarzenegger and and uh, and Stallone and stuff Stallone. like that. Yeah. You know, the idea was, okay, here's an everyman who can do something. And that was, yeah. you know, that, that was the point. And I, I think they, they, they were successful in, in showing us that and saying, yeah. okay, you know, well, this is what we want to see. We want to, um, we want to see a human side to it all and, and it works, you know, so I, yeah. I, I like the way that they did that. And, you know, so, so, uh, you know, we, we can then hear a report in the background. Someone says, you, first of all, you see a whole, you hear a whole bunch of men shouting. And then someone says, we got no sign of survivors down here. It's a goddamn nightmare. And then you hear someone say, hey, Nelson, <laughs> which just is completely out of left field. You know, that uh, there's, there's this guy named Nelson that's there. <laughs> yeah. Who is Nelson? Makes, makes me wonder who is Nelson. <laughs> is is Nelson? You know, you know. It, it no. What it really makes me wonder is is it, was there an actor or a, an extra that whose name was was Nelson, or is it, or or is, is it, that just something that someone threw in as an ad lib and just say, hey, this will be really funny. <laughs> hey, Nelson. <laughs> or is it the PA who wasn't standing by with Bruce Willis's coffee? You know, is could have been. Could have been. That could be true, but uh, no. Actually, if if he wasn't standing by with with his coffee, then they would have cut it out. They wouldn't have. <laughs> you know, the question then also is: is was this ADR in? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Wait, such a random line to ADR. <laughs> well, they 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 like to ADR strange things in there, so you know, I can yeah. sort of understand that. I, I can I can understand why they would do that. You know, that, that that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, and and then uh, you know we get a, a shot of uh, inside. We hear like a whole crowd shouting. We're we're once again back in the police uh, um, area, I guess the, the the police station. Yeah, the police precinct. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see Trudeau's coming down the stairs. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get a, sh- a shot of the fracas that's going on down there. Right. Makes you wonder what, what Trudeau is doing now in the police station as opposed to, uh, you know, because the, the, the tower, the, the police station is probably not in the tower. So he probably went back to his office or whatever it is. So that means nobody's in the tower. Mm-hmm. You know, so the question is, OK, should should he be in the tower or not? Like, what's the what's the deal here? <laughs> you know, who's manning the tower? Actually, they don't need yeah. anyone manning the tower tower from that perspective. <laughs> No, because they don't have control of the tower right That's now. Right. 
you know, or or is that just the lobby of mission control of uh, uh, is that the lobby of the tower? No, I don't think so. Um, because there's too okay. many policemen around there. And, you know, we didn't see that many police uh, when we first saw the in any time that we've seen the tower, actually, mm-hmm. not even just when we first saw it, that the tower was pretty much devoid of policemen. Okay. There were two policemen that, you know, that that uh, Lorenzo called over to take John to the elevator. And then there, then that was it. And then he had to to rely on the guys in the lobby. If he had so many police in the tower itself, he would have just said, "Okay, you two guys, follow him. Don't just take him to the elevator. Take him all the way out of here." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that, there's a, but but you definitely can see that there's pandemonium here. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, nobody really knows what they want to do. And then uh, you know we we see uh, we see Barnes sitting on the side there. Uh, finally, someone is is mm-hmm. is uh, once again, uh, you know, trying to wrap up his uh, his arm. You know, we we, you know, beforehand we had uh, last week we had John doing a makeshift, uh, you know, uh, bandage, you know, field bandage, and here you you have someone else who you'd think they would have like a paramedic do it, but once again, it just looks like some other guy from the tower that. Uh, that yeah, knows how to yeah. bandage things. He's like, all right, I got some tape. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. And this poor guy who's just a desk jockey, you know, who's who's just would is is not really supposed to leave Mission Control. Um, and what a day, what a day, a night he has had so That's far. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and we we still have the 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 fake blood on his on his rolled up shirt. Yeah, which you can definitely tell is really just. Thing. Yeah, it it really just looks like like magic marker. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you've got Trudeau taking charge here. I sort of trying to take charge. Uh, you know, he goes Barnes. We gotta warn those planes. There's a lunatic down here. Who likes to pretend he's the tower. And he says, "Get up to the cabin. Get me on the air. How? You figure it out." <laughs> It goes nice and firm about that whole thing. This is what we need. And Barnes, it's, yes. it's funny how Barnes says, I, I, I've already used up all my ideas. My ideas got five, uh, five SWAT guys uh, you know, killed. So, I don't know. I can't think of anything else. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then, of course, we've got, uh, we've got, a uh, guy in glasses with a short sleeve shirt bringing bad news. Yes. Well, isn't isn't that his job? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But wh- what is is it the manifest? Yes, that he's giving he goes him? here's the manifest. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's very because I mentioned airplane in the previous episode, um, and he does <laughs> um, bears a bear uh, a slight Johnny. resemblance to. Uh, Yes, Johnny. <laughs> and I I almost expected when he gets the manifest, Tom Trudeau to go to turn to him and go, What am I supposed to do with this? And I really wanted him to grab it. Oh, I don't know. I can make a I can make a pterodactyl <laughs> a brooch hat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then just wander off. Because he doesn't really look at the manifest. He doesn't really do much with Correct. it. <laughs> Correct. I mean it's interesting that that uh you know, you you always 
either see in movies or you hear in general, you know, it takes a while for them to, to know exactly who was on a plane that crashed and stuff like that. You know, they're waiting for the manifest, waiting for the manifest. You know, th- this didn't happen very long ago. He's got the manifest. It's just a question of, <laughs> of you know, hitting print. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, this is pre 9-11, so stuff was done very differently back then. Nowadays, they know exactly who's on the plane you know, uh, you know, by the time the doors of the cabin close, you know, there's there's no question about that. Well, I, I, yeah, I would expect them to have the manifest fairly quickly. I think the real question is how fast they release that information right. to the right, public. Um, right. Yeah. You know, you know, when we hear about do we have the manifest, I think that's kind of what people are, are, are more thinking about is when are, when are the reporters getting their hands on the manifest and going to report. Okay, but one of the reasons that they don't want to let that, that information out is because they're concerned that there could be mistakes. You know, they're concerned that, okay, yes. uh, well, we thought that yeah. this person was on the plane, but uh, we, we need to verify it. For, and sometimes yeah. verifying who was on the plane takes a little bit longer. You know, you you have what was what's been stated, you know, but you don't know beyond that. You know, you know who's who gave in their their, you know, whose boarding passes were stamped, and and then when they did the count, you know, on the plane, and stuff like that. But that's it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know that. Okay, so there there was someone that was pretending to be somebody else that's on the plane. You know, you see that a lot in movies. There, you know, where where someone mm, it takes yeah. the 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 identity of somebody else and gets on a plane and therefore you think that that's what happens you know i mean i uh i'm I'm sort of giving away a spoiler to a movie i saw recently i saw a movie just uh i think about two weeks ago uh about where it's called the the president's plane is missing and throughout the whole movie you know they're trying to figure out whether the president was on the plane or not because they they're they're doing autopsies of Mm -hmm. the bodies and they can't figure it out you know and then it turns out that that it, you know, spoiler: the president wasn't on the plane. <laughs> he was going to have a secret. He was going to have a you know secret meeting, so someone else took his place, and that person actually got killed. You know, which which happens in movies often and stuff uh-huh. like that too. But you know, it's just funny that that's the <laughs> you know that 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 you can have someone flying under an assumed name, uh, where you might even think that they are the person who, uh, you know, who they're. They're pretending to be, I guess, or something like, that. you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's also the, did did you look at at the the at the thickness of the pages that he gives him? Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks like a like a like a like a short stack. Like like it could be like twenty yeah. pages. And like how you know was it double space, mm-hmm. triple space? I mean, <laughs> how many people are on the plane? I mean, you can get tw- let's say there's two hundred people on there. You get. 200 uh, let's let's even give them the benefit of that four pages you know <laughs> i mean you know may, maybe it's a list and maybe you know maybe it's the kind of thing where they have they have you have a cover sheet that just has a list of the names you know or like a simple spreadsheet and then maybe you have printouts of you know of tickets and and so forth with with more detailed right. information um you know you know it, it has, uh, you know, personal information, <laughs> their personal dossier on, on every single person on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things, you know, where it's, it's, you know, manifest and it's kind of like, like medical charts. You, you're not sure, sure if that's, it, you know, is that something that's meant to be two Correct. pages or 50, 
Exactly. <laughs> and then we we hear uh, more more chatter of people, you know, and uh, Trudeau looks around, trying to, 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 and he sees. First of all, he sees he sees these two ladies sitting on the side. Uh, uh, looks like they're opening presents. <laughs> they don't look so. They don't look distraught <laughs> enough. <laughs> you know, one of them is holding up a. a a package that is wrapped wrapped with with uh, pink uh, stuff and and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I I do remember earlier in the film in the commentary, Rennie Harlan talks about how he had professional um, um, professional right. gift wrappers um, for for the Christmas presents that the terrorists are holding, and I wonder if they kept some of those presents. You know some of the leftovers and gave them to those two to these two extras no, to hold could the be, scene. Could be. I mean, it's a different color than than what the the terrorists were holding, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. And then then he sees McLean and walks over to McLean, and you know we we clearly see mm-hmm. that McLean is is uh, first of all he's completely sweating. You know, so once again another clue. It's not that hot. It's not that cold outside because uh, you know it's not as if he just got in right now. He had time to 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 let his body cool off, I guess you can say. You know, if he was running around, uh, you know, when he was running around with the, uh, you know, with the, the the short lightsabers. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, Trudeau. Yeah, but yeah, you know. yeah. No, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was I was also just just going to say I'm sure just the stress is just you know causing him to just sweat. Um, you know, and just just everything getting to him. You could really see he is in a bum mood. You know, just everything is hanging over him right now. Right. You know, he's he's got so much pressure on him. That's right. And he's got, already got the, the grimy look on his face a little bit. You know, he's got a little bit of black grime here and there from from everything that he's had to do up until now. Yeah. So that 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 uh, once again, John is getting into his Christmas mode. You know, of uh, I need the, the the grimy white T-shirt. You know, that that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> and then Trudeau walks over to him and goes, McLean, I know how you must feel. Yeah, Which, and I, I feel like that... I don't know if he does, but... <laughs> well, the reason I think this moment is very significant is because uh, for the entire movie up to this point, uh, every authority figure he's come into contact with has just treated him like a pain in the ass. That's right. And has not not believed him, and 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 has just given him a hard time. And this is in Trudeau. This is the first time where where one of those people just gives him some acknowledgement of you know he's not even saying that that he was right, you know, or or you know, or or even apologizing for not believing in him, but just acknowledging that you've been through the ringer. And, you know, kind of is at least telling him that, you know, you have at least one ally from this point going right. forward. Sure. And then John just shakes his head. And then we, we see see that, that he's like staring into space, uh, deep in thought, probably thinking about, OK, is Polly's plane going to be the next one? Yeah. 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 And very much like, you know, this is that still that you put to the Academy for your consideration. You know, this is that that real moment of uh of pain and angst that john mcclain goes through That's right. you know yeah, i i don't <laughs> think that that uh, they would have said that into the academy 
<laughs> this movie, but yeah. <laughs> hey, you never know. You know, hey, you know, you'd you'd be surprised kind the kinds of movies that run Oscar campaigns just because you can. That's true. That's true. If you, if you got the budget for it, why not? <laughs> Okay, All right. and uh, that's pretty much how this minute ends, and how this week will end. Did you have anything you want to say before we get into the script? I think I think we covered it. Okay, I think uh, yeah. So the the yeah. the, the script goes into a little bit more detail of things that are going on in in this minute. So it starts off by one of the rescue workers saying, "Tower, this is rescue three. No survivors. Repeat, no survive." And then it goes, "He stopped." looks puzzled at McLean, who is torn bloody. McLean sees the look, laughs bizarrely. Relax, pal. I'm not a survivor. I'm just another victim. He grabs the rescue worker by the collar. McLean, the last f***ing victim he'll ever have. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they cut that yeah. out. It's just a little too much. Yeah. Then in the script, it jumps to what we're going to talk about next week with the, the uh, military one with Esperanza talking to the young guard and uh, basically uh, convincing the young guard to, um, you know, to, to, to light his, his cigar, which we will, we'll get to later on. And then it, which, 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 which right now feels like it's a completely different movie, yes, right? It really does. <laughs> it really does. And then it's back into the, the church. And then it says, in the silence since the crash, no sounds are heard here, except the faint monitoring of the tower and aircraft chatter and the muted audio of a TV. Garber breaks the silence. Sir, they've done everything we've anticipated so far. Stewart smiles tightly at the unvoiced question. Don't worry, Captain. If this goes into extra innings, well, we'll just call in our man in the, in the other team's locker room. And almost in afterthought, he wipes the flight number from the clear glass board. Camera pushes to the television. And then they show the um, they show Sam Coleman, and then it jumps again, and it says in the uh, airport police office at night, the phones ringing off the off the off the wall. Pitiful attempts at damage control. A doctor gives Barnes a proper bandage on his cut. McLean sits dazed on a bench, eyes looking at nothing. The coffee someone gave him ignored. A Trudeau appears, and then Trudeau says the the lines to Barnes instead of saying the the cabin, he just says the cab. Doesn't really make a difference. And then Barnes says, on the air? With what? And he goes, with your goddamn brain. Barnes leaves. McLean blinks, coming around to reality. Sees Trudeau. Trudeau, I, I, you don't have to say anything, McLean. We all know how you feel. Do you? Do you? I've been a cop for 13 years. Everything from lost kids to hostages. But all of it was taking care of business. Taking care of people. Until tonight. Tonight, everything I did, everything I tried, I never felt so useless. And that's how it ends. Um, again, I'm glad that they cut this all out. I don't think it's needed. I think we're they're no. they're able to evoke enough emotion by what they do on the screen, and and I like the way they did that. Yeah, and a lot of that is Bruce Willis. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. just just really, you know, he he knows how to wear that all in his face, you know, and just the 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 expressiveness, you know, and just just you know, to me, like. Some of the most powerful actors, it's what they do when they're not talking. Um, yeah, that are uh, that are you know sometimes even more important than than how they handle dialogue. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so every Friday we have a segment called Where Are They Up To This Weekend? Uh, which I, I have a feeling that, that, that uh, you know, you have a little bit of an idea what we're going to be doing here, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if you, hopefully you didn't prepare. Hopefully you decided to. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have been listening to the episodes because some of the Die Hard 2 episodes have been dropping before we record this. So I know what the segment is, but I, I did not look up anything. Um, and I and I think also the fact that I'm not a minute by minute podcaster probably won't um, be you know will not be to my benefit in this uh, in this segment. <laughs> All right, we shall see. So, so basically, this segment is is a way that I test my guests to see uh, you know we're we're right now at the 60 minute mark of this movie and we want to see if they have any idea what's going on in some of their favorite movies at the 60 minute mark. So. You know, Eddie, Eddie uh, hinted to me a few months ago uh, what his favorite movies were, and uh, I decided that we're, we're going to test him a little bit. I decided to, to pick four out of the five. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll see, uh, you know, how, how good your memory is. And again, it's, it's all in fun. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you get it or if you get close, that, that's, that's just as good. It's not a problem at all. All right. So we're, we're actually going to start off with... Uh, um, with uh, the usual suspects, what do you think is going on in the usual suspects at the sixty minute? Usual, usual suspects. Trying to figure out the movie's an hour and forty long. Is that around where they're meeting Kobayashi? Nope. Um, the the attorney. Okay. No, it's where uh, Verbal okay. is telling the story, and we have the. The, the the most famous quote of the movie, um, ah, greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Right. So that that actually <laughs> so happens not... at you know again it's it's around the sixty minute mark that's at fifty nine thirty one yeah but you know that that point mm -hmm. is where verbal is telling the story of of the boogeyman. So, oh, okay, so I'm not that nope. far off. No, no, no. yeah, no, okay, no, yeah, not that far off. Yeah. That, that's very good. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the the, the next one mm -hmm. that we're we're gonna go with is uh, the Sting. The Sting is one of the Sting. Oh, another one of my favorites. Really, really after my. It's funny ma making that that list. I I realize how much I'm into uh, con men. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, mov movies about. Or you know, pe people fooling others or fooling themselves. Um, uh, so the Sting, trying to figure an hour in, is that because um, it's it's funny because I always think of that in large chunks, and I'm trying to figure out how to narrow it down. I want to say that might be sometime when they're on the train. Is that is that uh, is that close? That to the is poker game? it is the poker game of the train. Excellent, good job, good job, Ed. It is the poker okay. poker game on the the train. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which, which where Paul Newman has the one of the one of the best entrance lines ever is "Sorry, I'm late. Just take a crap." <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know, if if you gotta go, you gotta go, right? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, you're gonna play in a game like this. You bring cash, <laughs> and he's flooding Lodigan's own money to him. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, anyway. All right, then the next one we're <laughs> going to go to is is one you probably thought I'm not going to go to. Um, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh, of course, the classic, yes. the classic. 
Uh, so an hour. That's a shorter movie. That's more of a ninety-minute movie. So I'm guessing it's even, it's even shorter than that. It's eighty-two um, minutes. And I actually watched it today for the minutes. very first time in preparation for that. Really? Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna say they're probably on the island. Um. Is that uh, somewhere around Lon Chaney running away from the moon and transforming? It's close to that. We're right now they're 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 running around in the woods trying to find them, trying to find the the various monsters. Okay. So okay, so, You're yeah, close. so this is this You're is close. the chase. This is after the Halloween yes. party. It's right, right. Up. Okay, basically right as the the party breaks up. All right, okay. and the final okay. one that we're going to do is one of my favorite movies: is the the apartment. What is going on in the apartment at the sixty minute mark? Hmm, the apartment at the sixty minute mark. Um, and which is, I mean, which is probably the movie I've seen the least out of the ones on the list. So I probably don't have as much of a sense of the timing of that movie. Um, I'm going to say it's probably after, um, after, uh, the doctor saves Shirley MacLaine. Um, I'm going to say it's probably something with, um, Jack Lemmon at the office, um, probably reluctantly hanging out with Fred McMurray taking orders or something nope, like that. It's when it's when Fran is in the apartment with Fred McMurray. Uh with Mr. Sheldrake. Oh, Sheldrick, okay. Right? Sheldrake, I think his name is. And yes. uh she basically uh breaks up with him and it's right before she decides to try to commit suicide. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, it's before. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's funny some, sometimes the way movies are paced out. Like, uh, I I didn't realize how brisk Die Hard Two moves, and I feel like like minutes go by faster than they do in other <laughs> movies. Um, and just kind of the the way the way the breakneck speed right. is with that. Oh, okay, all right. And so what? Uh, so you, you just saw Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein today. Can you tell me some some of your thoughts on it? First of all, I've I've always loved Abbott and Costello. Costello, I think they they have great timing with with one another. They have great chemistry. Um, they, there were some really funny lines in this movie. You know, and he says to him, he says, uh, yeah, I I only work sixteen hours a day. He says, hey, but the union only allows you to do. I'm I'm part of two unions. <laughs> the union man only works eight hours a day. I belong to two unions. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I I liked it. I mean, I know. Uh, let's put it this way: in 2023, most people know more about Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman than people did in 1948. Um, so it's just fun seeing the way that you have these two comic actors. You know, dealing with uh, meeting these uh, various characters, um, so I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I I won't say it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of fun. You know, like I on a scale of one to ten, I would give it about an eight. You yeah. know, so I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was a fun I, movie. Yeah, I find it's it to me it's fantastic because it does work as an Abbott and Costello movie. You know, it it has a lot of a lot of their best gags. Um, you know, and the chemistry is all there, but also how faithful it is with the universal monsters and, you know, it really kind of goes seamlessly in 
with, you know, where if you took out all of the comedy, it would still blend in with those other movies. Um, right. You know, and it doesn't seem like a tongue in cheek joke. Correct. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. All right, cool. Great. Yeah. So thank you for, for that recommendation, Eddie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for having me on here. This is this is this has been no fun. problem. No problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. So for one final time this week, do you want to tell people where they can find uh, little Eddie O'Hara? Sure. Yeah. So you could. Uh, O'Hara. So, O'Hara. Yeah. So uh, on Tuesdays, you can check out the Super Live Adventure podcast. Uh, which is hosted by John Zaluga and Chris Sorrentino. Uh, I do call in and leave voicemails with capsule movie reviews. Uh, and uh, yeah, every time I go to the movies, I always make sure that I call John and Chris to tell them what I saw and whether or not I liked it. And uh, uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Little Eddie O'Hare. Uh, my previous podcast work is on the Wicked Theory podcast and the DCTV report. Uh, we just dropped a DCTV report reunion special with uh, uh, Sarah Netsley, Bill Sweeney, and myself, where we talk about the series finale of The Flash and uh, the end of the Arrowverse as we know it. And um, uh, I, I do have uh, a project that's in the works with uh, an acquaintance of mine from California, um, that I think we're going to be recording a pilot uh, for in the next few weeks. Uh, so, you know, it's in that developmental stage. We don't have a title for it yet, uh, you know, and I don't want to give away too much just in case it doesn't happen. But I, I will say it's uh, it's going to be um, uh, me and this person kind of talking about obscure forgotten cinema, uh, cinema gems. Um, oh wow! Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this yeah. is this is uh, without giving away too much? Is is this like someone who, uh, you know, people would know who this person is? Uh, I mean, you know, or is it just another? Is it is another movie fan like us, or is it someone? You know, you're doing with Clint Eastwood? No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's Robert not, Redford. I, it's not exactly, not exactly <laughs> name talent. Uh, yeah, it's a, oh, okay. it's a buddy of mine who's who's worked as a podcaster and uh, oh, okay. uh, as as a as a movie producer. But um, you know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't exactly call uh, call him a household name. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, very cool. Sounds yeah. sounds interesting. I will definitely keep an eye out for that. When when it drops, let me know. And uh, I would I would love to uh, to take a listen. Of course, so, very cool. All right, and finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Mover Up Minute. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on my website MoverUpMinute.com. So Eddie, thank you very much for for joining me. I, I was very happy to have you back. Uh, I had fun this week. Hopefully you did too. Yep, yep, yep. Glad to be back, and uh, hope to be back again. We'll see. All right. Well, when, when when I decide what I'm doing for season six, I will let you know. See if you, see if you're if you're interested. If not, you know, uh, season seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty, forty. Who knows? You know, we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll still stay in touch and try to get you back. So thank you very much for for taking the time to to be with us. Uh, I will be back on uh, Monday with a new guest. But until then, yippee yippee Mr. Falcon. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages, if